0: Hey folks, it's Neil Conlon here and this is episode one of CyberTalk, a podcast brought to you by AppGuard. In this episode, Rich, who brings years of military and civilian service uh, in cybersecurity, delivers a whole bunch of gold nuggets uh, that you can implement and run through your business. So I hope you enjoy the call. Good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Neil Conlon and this is the CyberTalk podcast podcast. Uh, We've been recording footage now for quite some time. We've been pulling in some thought leaders uh, and a really interesting knowledge base. Uh, What you're going to find with this podcast is it's only going to be about 25 to 30 minutes long. And the reason for that is that what we really want to be able to do is bring in interesting thought leadership experts and subject matter experts and Make it so that whether you're doing a commute or whether you're uh, on a train or in between meetings, be able to just bring some really good knowledge base that you can get really, really quickly. You don't need to listen to a 45 minute or hour long podcast. So, Rich, really appreciate you coming here today. I, I won't I won't do a good job of talking about your background or who you are. So why don't you take a couple of minutes here and just introduce yourself and your background?
1: for inviting me on this podcast and uh, so just a little bit about me and I'm going to condense it because it'll take me 30 minutes and we won't have time for the podcast so I think I can do this in 30 seconds so um, I have about 22 years of combined active and reserve service in the U.S. Army Um, I'm currently a commissioned officer and I got about 15 more years ago if I can stay fit and uh, looking forward to staying in to make Lieutenant colonel. But on the, the civilian side, I've got about 10 years in the industrial control systems uh, with Schneider Electric. Uh, I've consulted for Chrysler. and uh, in 2013 I became the first CIO and CISO for Livingston County, Michigan. and uh, you know I just uh, just recently left that position in 2019 for a position with a wiser free security awareness. And I'm not regretting it one bit, so having fun over here.
0: So thanks again for inviting me on. Great. No, I I mean, we connected on one of your LinkedIn posts, and I was like, you know, honestly, if I'm going to just be super honest, it was like the the amount of people that commented on your post uh, was super compelling to me. And I think that that's one of the things that... Uh, is very interesting about what's going on in the world of cybersecurity right now is, you know, it's this massive, living, breathing, almost organism, you know, that uh, between the vendors and between the infrastructures and the enterprises, it, it attracts a lot of people. But when you when you see, you know, people who can lead with the integrity and the authenticity that folks like you and folks like me are leading with. And you see the quality of the the comments that they're they're generating on LinkedIn and other social platforms. It really speaks to the people's connectivity of this experience. And so I was like, I really got to get rich on our podcast. Um, Yeah, yeah, great.
1: You you know what, I I agree with you. Um, You know, I'm actually kind of introverted and uh and you know but linkedin is really is really brought me out i mean there's so much you can learn on linkedin there's so many connections i made my network is so big um it's just great i mean it's, it's part of my daily ritual
0: really get on linkedin uh learn something to contribute and uh, engage so. yep yeah great absolutely so let's just dig right in here i want to be conscious of time uh so you're gonna you're gonna have a very interesting experience. We've been re, re, our expertise here to, to lay into because we've been recording uh, episodes all day, and uh, we've had both government side and civilian side. I'm sure you play a little bit of both. But what are some of the what are some of the trends for 2020 that you're that you think people should be conscious and aware of?
1: Yeah, you know, it, uh, trends. So it only makes sense that I speak about what. Local- I spent six and a half years there, and I'm most familiar with it today. So, uh, you know, you know, we both got to admit local government has not had a good year in 2019. Not at all. Sure. Right. Fishing, uh, the attacks, ransomware, and uh, local government is an easy target. You know, and that's uh, but that's a whole other conversation. So there's this frenzy in local government uh, now with the upcoming election, and you know I dealt with a lot of elected officials. Uh, they're very concerned, they're on guard, and the ones I interact with, you know, they've been, you know, pretty diligent. They're, they're upgrading their technologies, they're segmenting networks, they're, they're back, uh backups in place and multiple ISPs. But, you know, it's too easy for me to sit here today and say, hey, uh, local government is going to continue to see increased ransomware, increased VCs and phishing attacks, uh, because it is true. Uh, and there's certainly going to be more attempts in my opinion, but, uh, you know, cause the bad guys are going to keep going to that well until it's dry, and that's just the way it works, right? But um, besides that, seeing those increases, um, here's what concerns me the most, and I don't see many people talking about it. Um, it is, you know, they focus on technology, uh, but I don't see much focus on that insider threat, right? So, um, you know, it happens a lot. We build up our defenses in one area, and the enemy looks for another way in. And so, you know, in the military, the infantry, we call this a flank move. They, they come around the side. Now they hit us from the sides. And, and I believe, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping this doesn't happen uh, with the election, but,
0: um, you know, the, the insider threat really needs a lot of attention. Yep. And uh, hopefully that doesn't become a trend. So
1: let me put this in perspective by, by asking a question. So. Um, so I think you have a little bit of background in the government as well. Um, would a nation state or a cyber criminal, would they have an easier time converting a a career FBI agent as a spy or a local government underpaid IT technician? So, you know, I think the answer is obvious. You know, one is more vulnerable than the other, but, you know, these FBI agents, you take Robert Hansen, for example, he was an FBI agent who spied for Russia I got to hear about this guy every year when I go through training. Um, he spied for Russia from 1979 to 2001. And, uh, you know, they say that he did more damage to the intelligence and, and, entire than anybody in us history. So I think that the bad guys can turn a career FBI agent bad. Think how easy it is to turn a local government employee. And so that's what I'm kind of concerned about. Um, you, you know, will it become a trend? But I, I think it's something we need to watch out for. And so, uh, you, may, you may ask, you know, so, um, you, know, you, you know, how would you even um, approach this? And, and I think that you approach mitigating insider threat by, uh, by educating your users. Um, you know, because, uh,
0: you know, if, if we educate our users, they become sensors And they're on the lookout for insider mm. threats. So uh, I think this should be a big part of cybersecurity awareness. Hopefully we see a trend
1: towards uh you know government um um, really embracing cybersecurity in the future
0: yeah i mean i mean one of the things that that i think is super interesting is you know in in a formal life i was studying and educating people on uh digital transformation and it really is interesting because you know i think every major enterprise company has somebody who specializes in digital transformation And nobody really understands even what that job even means, even the people doing it sometimes. Because a lot of it is not really tied to, you know, at the macro you think about, well, it's about upgrading our technology, getting rid of legacy stuff. But it really becomes a cyber, it becomes a, a culture thing first. And I think cybersecurity, you know, is misleading because it is a cultural thing. It's not so much of like firewalls and MFA. I mean, all those things are tied into it. it you know, it's, it, it's, it's application security, um, it's digital sign code, but it really is tied into the culture that gets tied into the training and education that's provided to your employees first and foremost, so that they, we can actually create these tr- almost triggered responses to things so they handle it handle it in a much more meaningful way, you know, versus you know just just kind of going through the minutia of, hey, guess what? If you use before and you send me a phishing email that says you're going to give me free tickets to the Chief Super Bowl, uh, now you know where my where where, where my bet's going. Um, I'm just going to click on the email because I want to I want tickets to Super Bowl. You didn't really prove anything really works, right? So. You know, and, and that said, that segues into a good question of, you know, where do you think, and you see a lot of this, I'm sure, in your uh, security awareness training, where do you think there's some gaps that people really got to think about really pursuing? So gaps. Yes. Um, yes, I thought about this. Um, you know, I, I think there's, you know, beyond gas, I think there's canyons out there, really. I think there's two
1: of them um, that we, we tend to to overlook, and, you know, number one is, I don't think we focus enough on home users, uh, on creating or strengthening uh, strengthening their security habits. Uh, you know, when you uh, you know most people they bring their laptops home, and you're not supposed to, but you let your family on them, and maybe they they have bad behavior. They, they they get this laptop um, infected, then you bring it back to your organization, and now the organization is infected. And so you know, I, I you know I can speak about this because I had the same thing happen to me when I was in the county. I, had an employee bringing a laptop and it started hacking our whole network. And, um, you know, I don't know what happened to it at home, but it wasn't my employee, it was one of his family members. And so I think we need to have more emphasis on our family members and what we do at home. Now, make it personal, because if you make it personal, I believe that you carry those uh, behaviors to the workplace and you reduce risk. Now, you know, number two is, um, you know, that the SMBs, um, you know, the local governments had a really hard time this year, and still has small businesses, so has the, um, the the MSPs, and so uh, when you look at uh, small and medium business, um, there's 30 mi- million businesses out there, um, and you look at some facts, so, uh, you know, the National Security or Cybersecurity Alliance, uh, they came out and said, you know, hey, as much as 60% of hat small and medium businesses go out of business within six months, and we just seen that recently with, I think there was a company with 300 people, they got hacked, and the CEO told them to find other jobs. I don't know if she brought them back or not, but uh, I remember reading that. Um, and you know, in these small and medium businesses, they're part of the supply chain. But the problem here is that they can't buy the really good products from the big companies. The big companies just won't sell it to them. Um, if you're not over 100 users, forget about it. You have to go buy something from Best Buy or somewhere else. You can't get the fancy firewalls or the really good security awareness training. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's, it almost boils down to uh, corporation, you know, the social responsibility. Um, it, it goes beyond just picking up trash on the side of the road. I think they should be helping small, medium businesses. Because somewhere down the line in the, you know supply chain, uh, they could be affected. Uh, When you look at a statistic that 89% of small businesses in the U.S. are comprised of 20 workers or less. And that's a lot. Sure. Um, Yeah, so uh, we've got to take care of those small businesses. And I don't think we're really doing a good job with that.
0: Yep. Yeah. One thing that I've experienced over time, and I'm sure that you're very familiar with this, and I think it's very interesting, is, you know, in the ecosystem, what I see more and more often, you know, is we've gone from I feel like our government is done a, a better than decent job of securing as much as they can based on the resources they have. And, you know, then whether it's state nations or just 14 year old kids playing around with some Python, um, you know, the, the investment banks have done, you know, and the high value, hard to reach fortress like targets have secured themselves in very, very meaningful defense in depth, layered ways. And what's that, what's that, what's happened now is that the, you know, hackers or malware or state nations, and to your point, have just moved on to where there's just easier targets. Right. So it's like, let's go after less protected environments. And that's, I think, what happened in 2019 with the public, state and local, you know, uh, ransomware in city ransomware events. They just went after lesser protected entities. And and now as they're fixing that, I think to your point, I think that in 2020, we're going to see a lot more of the SMBs and the, the pain point that I'm realizing with the SMBs. Is that because the brands that they have are not large enough, we're not going to hear enough about that in the in the news, and how do we address those challenges early on? Because you're not going to hear about the mom and pop 500 person company or 300 person company that got ransomware or got shut down because it's not going to be newsworthy to most people. I think that's something we have to be we have to figure out a way to, to deal with that. Um, so. I mean, what do you think about that? What, what do you think are some of the best practices for SMB companies to kind of address uh, some of their concerns if they're listening for this? Um, so, so you're talking about the, the SMBs? Yes. Um, and so a
1: lot of them, uh, a lot of them aren't aware. Uh, they, they have an MSP that's working for them, and they think the MSP is providing cybersecurity protections for them. And uh, they need to have a conversation because the MSP may be providing antivirus, and a firewall, but that is not enough protection. And a lot of MSPs I know they do just that. Some, you know, go further. A lot of them do go further. Um, so we, you know, I had a post about this. You know, what do we do? Do we do we talk to the customer, let them know what's going on? Do we hire an MSSP to help? Um, or are we bringing a consultant? So. Um, you know, the SMB, uh, I think they need to have a uh, discussion with uh, their MSPs. And if they don't have one, I think you need to get professional help. Um, it's There's too much to risk to do it on your own. I think it'll be cheaper in the long run if you bring in a security professional to get you going. And, uh, you know, you fight cyber three ways, really. I mean, you fight it through technology, uh, which SMBs can't buy the greatest technology. Uh, companies just won't sell it to them. Um, You know, a lot of companies can't even get security awareness. They can through Wiser because we give it out for free and we give it out to companies who are, um, you know, have two people, three people. It doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, with security awareness and technology and, you know, with policies to be number three, you know, I think they can really mitigate risk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can completely agree with you and I subscribe to that train of thought 100%. So, all right, I just want to be conscious of time. Again, Again, our goal here is to keep this to a gold nugget after gold nugget. And uh, I've even been taking notes. Uh, it's crazy as, you know, we as individuals become so comfortable with the expertise that we have. We don't realize that when we're putting it out into the ether, um, we're really helping people and being able to kind of uh, bring up things that they need to, to, to pay attention to in their business. Yes, so. Um, you know, what are some of the cyber tools and what are some of the, some of the advice if someone's sitting here like, all right, well, what's the one takeaway I want to walk away from this thing? What should I be focusing on? What, what, where would you lead them? You know, I would lead them to uh,
1: security awareness uh, training. Um, when I was at the County, we had really good technology, but we always got caught because somebody gave out their username, password. Um, and we couldn't detect it, right? There was no technology that could stop an email coming in just asking for it. Um, so users need to be uh, aware. And uh, a lot of times, you know, like I said before, these companies aren't selling to certain companies if you didn't have an, uh, enough users in them. And so what I would say is that uh, our company, uh, Wiser, the only company in the market that gives you free security awareness that's high quality with a learning management system and, uh, you
0: know, one year we got 3,000 companies using it right now. Wow. So them are using it for free. I have used it for free before I joined Wiser.
1: And uh, it's really outstanding. So I would say give Wiser a try. Uh, there's nothing like it out there in the market. Uh, so go to get-wiser.com. That's W-I-Z-E-R. Or uh,
0: connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll help you out. Great. Uh, and, and that just leads into, so Rich, if folks want to connect with you, I know you just said like uh, LinkedIn, but... Uh, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to connect and learn more about you and or wiser?
1: Yeah, you know, I would say, uh, LinkedIn, um, or you can uh, hit me up at my email. It's, uh, rich at wiser, that's w I Z E R training.com.
0: Great. Well, rich, thank you for the time. Uh, we, we banged this out in just under, just under 20 minutes, which is where we want to be. And uh, I'm sure folks will reach out to you and uh, have a great day. Uh, you too. Thank you very much. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed that episode of CyberTalk Podcast. We'll talk to you on the next episode.